This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 unit soul mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. I just finished traveling Southeast Asia for 41 days, and I usually always get sick when I travel, and quite frankly, eating is difficult for me. It's hard to find a restaurant, and I'm spoiled in Austin with my personal chef. Well, I took these little packets with me this time, 30 of them, in my carry-on suitcase. They kept me totally healthy with 11 different secret ingredients. You can see them at nathanlacka.com forward slash juice. I'll tell you more later on in the show. That's nathanlacka.com forward slash juice. This is episode 663. Coming up tomorrow morning, you'll learn from Ryan Stewart. He tells me how much money his agency made in its first year and how he's built it to over $100,000 per month today. Good morning, everybody. Nathan Latke here. And our guest this morning is Trevor Wolf. He is the CEO and co-founder of a company called Delve.io. He started his career in New York, where he held product innovation and marketing positions for Kentara and TNS, and has also led marketing for New York brands Gerson Lerman Group, along with MoveLine, which was a Techstars New York, uh, in New York City company, and Morgan Stanley. Throughout his career, he's launched over a dozen analytics and research products and is an active advisor to an investor in market research, ad tech, and media tech startups in New York, Vegas, and South Africa. He holds a BBA in international business from Hofstra University and is an aspiring sailor. In case you're wondering, his cat's name is Junior Girlfriend. I hope we get to hear from Junior, too. Trevor, are you ready to take us to the top? Absolutely. Good to be on, <laughs> Thanks for coming on, man. All right, tell us what uh, tell us what Delve.io does, and how do you sustain yourself? What's your revenue model? Sure. Um, so, Delve.io is um, a platform that allows advertising and marketing professionals to get peer review. Uh, on their creative campaigns, that's a TV ads, website, apps, uh, before they waste you know, millions of dollars on ineffective ads or ineffective websites or apps. Um, we have two models. First we launched with is Marketplace. So we go to agencies and brands and say, hey, if you don't have the right expertise on this project in-house, we'll help you find it. We'll help you work with those people. We'll uh, get the right questions you need to get your feedback, and then we'll package that and give you back. Uh, the new model we actually just launched uh, two days ago is a subscription or SaaS-based model where you can do that within your own organization. So a company like Ogilvy, who has 12,000 employees across 83 offices, can start taking advantage of the kind of the human capital that they've invested in, letting a junior graphic designer in New York coordinate and get feedback on a project from graphic designer in Ogilvy, Australia. Um, but that's only two days old. Okay. So, and and how old's the company? When did you launch? Uh, we incorporated in March of last year, uh, but we started selling in, in late April, May of last year. Okay, that would have been so May uh, May twenty sixteen. If you're listening to this episode later, yeah. um, so what is the so the marketplace model? Like, w- walk us through this. I'm I'm actually specifically interested in like the Ogilvy approach. So, like, if someone at Ogilvy is using your platform to leverage somebody else at Ogilvy, how do you make money from that? So that's the subscription model that we just launched, where it's a per per license fee, um, and you know it's a you know Ogilvy has twelve thousand employees, and they're each paying somewhere between five and ten dollars. You know that's our monthly fee, uh, but we actually launched with a marketplace. So we went to a to brands and basically packaged a a panel of thirty professionals outside of the organization. 
um, and charge them somewhere between five and seven thousand dollars to not only find those people, pay those people, manage the the, the feedback process, but then um, put it into a nice report and then send it back to them. Okay, so uh, the yeah. the uh, let's say again five to seven thousand uh, kind of per uh, I guess per pack of research. Um, what are the what is the what do the professionals get out of that cut? The thirty professionals. Uh, we pay them. So, um, you know, depending on the market, whether it's a you know developing or developed market, we pay them anywhere between fifty and one hundred fifty dollars per hour. Uh, they spend providing feedback on the campaign. Okay, so let's just go down that line. Let's say it's a five thousand dollar kind of contract. That uh, let's just stick with Ogilvy, but it's not someone inside Ogilvy. So Ogilvy pays you five grand. They have you know a new website landing page. They want your feedback on. You go out and hire thirty professionals to analyze that. Of that five k, how much of that will you spend going to the thirty professionals? Uh, somewhere between fifteen hundred and twenty-two hundred will be uh, we call those creative payments, and we kind of uh, do that as cost of goods sold, basically. Okay, and is a landing page a good example? I mean, is that like a, a something that, that someone would use you for? Well, the biggest the biggest industry, which is where my co-founder and I spent a lot of our careers in, is the advertising testing. So, any okay. campaign, TV campaign, radio campaign, billboard campaign. Uh, if Ogilvy New York wins a contract to do a TV campaign across 20 countries, you know, they want some certainty that the TV campaign will actually translate to those different markets. You know, they're spending hundreds of millions of dollars on media plus production of the campaign plus analytics. And um, so if they spend five to $7,000 per country on testing it, um, it's a good investment. But uh, we do, we're doing a lot more digital these days because the, it's easier to sell to clients when they, they can promise an uh, increase in conversion on their mobile app or website. Yeah. Uh, but Majority of revenue is still TV, radio. Okay, and when you look at kind of total since your launch uh, last year, how many uh, unique like buyers like Ogilvy have used you? Uh, so our, the majority of our client base for this marketplace model has been brands. We're working with about seventeen different brands like Unilever, Pernod Ricard, GSK, Barclays, um, L'Oreal. <laughs> and, um, they're working with us in about ten different countries. Um, and yeah, and so we did about 180,000 since May uh, in marketplace. We call it marketplace uh, sales. Oh, great! And how many yeah. how many professionals have you paid at least you know fifty dollars to to do some amount of research? Uh, I think somewhere between 700 and 1,200 across you know, 10, 10 to 12 countries. Um, and All and uh, contractors, right? Yeah, uh, some of them work at work at agencies and just have a uh, thirty minutes to an hour to spare uh, on their their free time to to do a little project, uh, which is very stimulating for them. As much as it is nice for their wallet, but they're also getting stimulated by working on other projects and uh, seeing brands that they typically wouldn't have access to. Yep, it's like a, it's like a nice creative break. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, cool. So again, brand pays five grand to get the research done. You pay on average fifteen hundred to twenty two hundred experts to give feedback on it. So it's fair to say you're profiting somewhere around twenty five hundred bucks in terms of gross margin, kind of per contract. Yeah, that's yeah somewhere between forty and sixty, depending on financial transaction fees and et cetera, et cetera. And what is your team size to date? Uh, we have eight full time and a few contractors and a few interns. Okay, and are you guys all uh, where are you based? Uh, Johannesburg, South Africa. I love that. So, do you, I mean, do you get some advantage there in terms of headcount expenses staying low? 
Uh, yeah, they're probably one eighth the price it would cost us to run the business in you know, Europe or North America. Um, and there's amazing, amazing qualitative researchers here in South Africa. Um, so it's it's been easy to kind of pull them from the, the traditional research firms and give them a give them you know some equity investment, but also better salary and still save cost. And um, it's been great for us. And like for a guy like me that's thinking about visiting South Africa and maybe staying there for a while to like run my tech company, you don't have any issues with like the government or internet speeds or anything like that. Uh, internet speeds, no. That's that's uh, electricity, yes, but internet speeds, no. Um, what do you mean uh, electricity? Like it goes out like daily or what? Uh, yeah, we have what we're called um, load shedding. So what? Uh, once once a week or once every two weeks, uh, the electricity will run out and, and power across the city will go out for a few hours. Oh, my yeah, gosh. If they're nice, they'll give you advance warnings. And most businesses are forced to kind of buy generators and uh, prepare for the worst. So like I wouldn't be able to move there and have like scheduled podcast interviews because I would have no idea if I was out, if I'd have power or not. I have, uh, I have friends that uh, run some of the more popular podcasts out here, and they, they do it all on their computer just to, just in case, no internet, and they go in person to do it. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah. Okay, interesting. What about funding? Self-funding or, have you, or self-funded or have you, or have you raised capital? Uh, so Ramon and I didn't take a salary for about uh, – Ramon is my co-founder, by the way. Okay. Um, he's South African, and I met him here in Johannesburg. Uh, he and I uh, forfeited salary for about six months and put everything we had in our bank accounts into the business to, to kind of finance the first sales hire and finance the technology platform. Which was how much? Uh, somewhere, we, I mean, we sacrificed our salary for six months, so I'm not going to count that, but yeah. uh, of, our own, of our own money to get the platform up and the sales uh, about 10000 in the first half, first half of the, the year. And then we actually raised about $300,000 from uh, angel investors. Okay, so about three hundred ten thousand bucks total funding. Yeah, exactly. And, and how did you, for someone? Well, first off, how old were you when you launched this? Uh, thirty-two. And, and my ha- first, first founding, first-time founder. Yeah. And how did you get yourself from a life perspective position to be able to put all your savings into a new idea? Like, like, I mean, are you are you single? No kids? No animals? No expenses? I have a fiance, but um, I had actually done pretty well in the stock market in the U.S. and had some savings, um, and I kind of depleted those as much as possible. Put some on the credit card, and then just a, a patient fiance as well. What are, yeah, that's a that's a critical critical piece. What are your Absolutely. total? When you look at just your personal expenses, rent, food, gas, transportation, all that per month, what have you what have you kept those under? Um, well, fortunately, housing in, in South Africa is pretty cheap as well. So, you know, all in less than $2,000. That's pretty good. That's not bad at all. Yeah. And, yeah. and do you live pretty good down there? Yeah. I traded my shoebox of apartment in New York for a four-bedroom house <laughs> here with a, with a garden and a pool. And what? Less than, for, less what, for, what do you yeah. pay just for that? Well, like a grand per month? Uh, a little bit more than that, but like wow. less than two thousand. Um, and you know, for a small little studio I had in Brooklyn, I'm now living like a like a king. Like a, yeah, like yeah, a South exactly. African king. I, lo- I love it. <laughs> and uh, last question here before we wrap up. Talk to me about kind of growth and velocity. So, like last month, let's say February twenty seventeen, how many unique like Unilevers put a project through you? Um, so we have about eighty thousand dollars in contracts this month in March. Um, okay. Four or five new logo clients. Um, but kind of what we always realize is that the, even this model that we're doing, you know, kind of staffing up to facilitate these projects, um, wasn't fast enough, and that's why we really wanted to push this SaaS-based platform. 
um, which you know we launched in two days, and we already have a couple hundred uh, private beta users signing up from every single uh, agency in the world. How much revenue uh, so far is the SaaS thing? It's only two days old. Yeah, we, we haven't uh, talked to them about pricing. We're, okay. we're thinking about doing per 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 uh, seat model, but um, we are launching it uh, a little bit more publicly, I guess, on your podcast. But um, we're finalists in the Startup World Cup in San Fran next week. Oh, great! Uh, in front of you know two thousand VCs, um, we're going to be starting our seed round of about a million dollars. That's great. Uh, what are yeah. you uh, are you going to do that on an equity round or convertible note? Uh, equity. We um, we did a price round here because the the uh, one of the investors asked for it, and I was actually curious to go through the most painful process as possible, so I'm prepared for a, a bigger round. Yeah. Um, and you know, doing a price round in South Africa was was probably uh, more overwhelming than I expected. Um, but uh, we got through it, and I think we'll do a price round for our seat as well. What was your pre money on the 300k you raised? Uh, a little under one point. Six or seven, uh, depending on what the currency. We did it in South African rand, so um, okay. post post about two million. And that was on call it 180 grand in kind of previous nine months worth of sales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's not a pretty healthy valuation, I'd say. I think it's probably the best deal a founder has struck in South African uh, venture capital market. Yeah. Um, was the angel you invested in? Do they have American ties, or was it? I mean, how'd you how'd you find that investor down there? Uh, the UK investor I had known through a few other businesses. Uh, so his name is Kevin Gaskell. He former managing director of BMW and Porsche in Europe. And then um, there's a local fund here called Havayek and uh, former private equity guys that uh, probably the most founder friendly firm, VC firm in, in South Africa. And um, yeah, we just we bumped into them and struck a good relationship. And they kind of saw our vision and um, didn't didn't argue over the unimportant stuff and and, uh, they've been amazing. So guys, I'm so glad to be back in Austin. I just got back from a major tour of Southeast Asia, went to Sydney, Bangkok, Bali, and Japan. And you know, I always get sick when I travel. And this particular trip, my gosh, 15 different airports, 20 different hotels. I mean, imagine flushing in airport bathrooms. I was worried about germs and getting all the nutrition I need. I mean, finding a restaurant in Japan, difficult because nothing's in English. So it was hard enough to figure out the train system. But my point is, I had a guy named Drew Cannoli on the show who said, Nathan, if you're concerned about that, take these little green packets with you. You just mix them once per day with water. They'll keep you super healthy. You get all your nutrients and they'll keep you from getting sick. So I took them and guys, they worked unbelievably well. I got no sickness, just mixed them with water once per day. They didn't make my water bottles all sticky. That's like nice. A lot of these mixers, they make them sticky. It was very clean and smooth. Took them once per day, never got sick. So they've got 11 superfoods, and they're perfect if you're not traveling, but you're just on the go from your office to work. So you can check them out at nathanlatka.com forward slash juice. That's nathanlatka.com forward slash juice. That's great. Awesome. Well, hey, let's wrap up here uh, with the famous five, Trevor. Number one, what's your favorite business book? I'm a big fan of autobiographies, so anything by Tracy Kidder, who did uh, Soul of a New Machine, or Robert Caro, who, who did the LBJ biographies. I'm actually reading um, The Power Broker, uh, Robert Moses, uh, uh, his kind of rise to fame. It's an 800-page book, so it'll take me a couple months to get through, but um, I, I, I find inspiration in how, in the toughest environments of politics, uh, some of these people survive and get through, uh, for better or worse. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying currently? 
Uh, Steve Belsky, I guess he's not a CEO anymore, but founder of Behance that uh, exited to Adobe for $100 million. Um, he has this very interesting, I wouldn't call it contrarian, but softer approach to how product and product design is done. And so um, since we're a product is meant for the creative industry, there's no one better than to look to him for inspiration. Is there a favorite online tool you have, like Acuity Scheduling? Um, so just a, just a shout out to you. I'm, I'm looking at a more efficient email provider, so I'm looking at the top inbox. Oh, nice. Um, but cool. I, I, I haven't, uh, haven't uh, implemented it yet. Um, of course, Slack is probably the most um, used tool in our organization right now. Yeah. What, would, uh, what kinds of things would you be looking for on the, the topinbox.com to make it kind of valuable for your organization? Um, so I still do a lot of sales. I'm going to be doing this fundraising round, and I'm terrible at follow-up, even from people that express interest in me. I just um, just drop the ball a lot. <laughs> so um, instead of having my sales team remind me that I need to send emails, a probably mature thing to do is just get a technology that will alert me when I need to follow up. Yeah, that's um, that's it's so funny because I mean I used before I bought the company, I was using it when I did my funding round for almost the exact same reason. I was just horrendous at follow-up, and when I started using it, I mean. 80% of my follow-ups came after like the fourth follow-up email I sent. Yeah, that's amazing. And yeah. I'm, a, I'm a digital marker by background, so I, I should know this stuff, but, um, but uh, you know, it just <laughs> you lose track sometimes. It's tough. All right, number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Um, so I'm, I'm getting up at 5.30 three days a week to do training uh, as a way of kind of um, getting ready for my wedding. Uh, so on those days, about five and a half to six. On other days, six to seven. And uh, it sounds like you're engaged? Yes, yes. And so no kids yet, right? No kids, no. And, and how old are you again? 33. So last question. Take us back 13 years. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Uh, staying on the, the, the marriage theme, um, so my, my current fiance went to the same university I did, and, but I didn't get to meet her uh, for, until five years, six years later. So I'd tell my 20-year-old self to go find her in, at a party or go find her and, and meet her and um, get to spend another five years with her. <laughs> there, you're going to be married for a long time. There you guys have it from Trevor. Go find your spouse faster. He's got a lot of experience at a lot of different companies. Jumped in himself when he turned 30 by launching his company, Delve.io. Again, just launching a SaaS model. Basically, brands pay him to test their advertising content before they go and put it live and spend millions and millions and millions of dollars uh, with it being live, uh, they get a chance to learn from him and his researchers uh, before, again, it goes live. They've done about $200,000 in total transaction volume. Average contract size is about five grand per month. They then, or sorry, five grand per kind of advertising test. They pay their experts between $1,500 and $2,200 out of that five grand to, again, review the ad content uh, and then uh, get, get that feedback back to the researcher. They're processing in this month about 80 grand worth of contracts. Again, their team of eight based in Johannesburg, South Africa. Trevor, thank you for taking us to the top. Yeah, my pleasure, Nathan. If you enjoyed Trevor today, go back and listen to yesterday's episode where a CEO comes on and shares with me how they've built their product to $425,000 per month in revenue. It all started with their first 100 customers. It would mean the world to me if you guys got any value from this episode, if you would go leave a review on iTunes right now and then subscribe. You know, I hustle like heck to get these episodes out every freaking day for you guys. And trust me, I love it. I would do it with no listeners. But boy, oh boy, it makes my day and it makes my team's day when we see great reviews and get your feedback. So thanks so much.
Okay, Top Tribe, I love giving away free money. I feel like Oprah giving away cars, and I have something special for you today. How many of you have heard our super sharp guests talk about success they've had with Facebook and Google ads? Well, all of you listening right now, yes, if you're listening, you get $100 in free AdWords. Here's how you get it, okay? Again, thanks for listening. Get the free $100 from Google, right, when you sign up with my website host provider, HostGator. Go sign up now to get your free money, HostGator.com forward slash Nathan. Again, that's HostGator.com forward slash Nathan.